Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from an undisclosed location somewhere in the greater Boston area, welcome to Bamboozle.Boston, the only New England podcast show that allows, advocates, and administers wild on-air alcohol consumption, live music, and special guest appearances. Join us as we learn the finer things about alcohol, its origins, proper way to consume, here to inform, to inspire, and to abide, are your hosts, Mike Grady and Sean Cock. <laughs> First off, I blew everybody's ass off. <laughs> the freaking track was so loud. Oh, it was great. Oh, holy smokes. Hey, we're back. We're back. It's been, what, three three weeks? Uh, two Lots. weeks. Has it been two weeks? Two weeks. Steve two was weeks. here two weeks ago. Steve was two weeks. Okay. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots and lots to talk about. Oh. Hey, Mingy, how are your COVIDs, right? How are your COVIDs? Well, dude, <laughs> we're we're going to talk about my COVIDs very soon. So. My COVIDs are just dandy. And it has nothing to do with the two weeks that we took off, by the way. No, so. nothing. So uh, listen, what do we got today? We get uh, we get some amazing cocktails uh, flowing already. Already flowing. And we have the specialist of the special of guests here in the studio. Ooh. We have Mr. Lee Richards here. What is up, Bamboozle World? What's up? Lee Richards! Mingy, Good to have you, you, bro. Doing? Good to re-meet you again. Right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> there a million years ago. How long ago was that? That was back in the mid-90s. No. Early 90s. Are you kidding 90s. me? No, it was early 90s. Early 90s. It was before we had completed our CD. That's going back a ways. Right? So, uh, so Lee, how you doing, man? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Doing the do. Yeah, okay. Just working the doing the thing. Doing the thing, doing the work thing, doing the music thing. As much of it as you can do in this world today. Dude, it's brutal right Fucking now. Fucking ridiculous. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Otherwise all's good? Everything's good. We got you know, we got brand new mics here and I'm trying to get some gains correct. Fancy new mics. There you go. Yeah, leave you're a little light on the thing. Good to get on that thing. Yeah, get on it. Here we it. go. There we go. There it is. Oh, oh. you know there's a bad connection. That's what it is. Holy connection. Uh-huh. Technical difficulties, please stand by. I kind of wish this was yeah, live. There we go. You know, actually, there was one point where we stopped fixing things. Remember, Mike, when you blew the intro that one time, I was like, dude, just roll. That was the last time, and, was I la- a- and I laughed my butt off. It was great. So why why fix it? So as long as you're printing well, I think you are. So we should, we should be in good shape. It's good to know. Good so, so uh, well, let's get to the booze. Mike's got a whole... There it is. The Final Frontier. These are the voyagers of Bamboozle.Boston. Booze date, Thursday, July 20th, 2020. Join us as we explore all types of alcoholic beverages, bringing history, cockeyed perspective, and to boldly go where no many fine human beings have gone before. Today, we are entering the world of gin. Welcome to the booze log. <laughs> I love watching guests' faces when you, when you start the, the you know these tracks. Lee's looking at me, going, "What in a crisis is this?" <laughs> All right, so one more time, we're going to explain. It. it started as an ode to Star Trek and ended up sounding like more like an ode to Christmas Attics from the Revolutionary War. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You definitely got some Boston in there, dude. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's hot as hell now, baby. <laughs> Mingy, you're there now. I can hear you now. <laughs> so we're talking about not just any gin, but Bombay Sapphire Gin. Now, we happen to have a cocktail in front of us, and I was wondering if you could enlighten us on exactly what you put in this, because this is one of the finest gin and tonics I have ever had. So this is a, and I used to hate gin, by the way. 
until I met my wife and her father-in-law mixed these beautiful drinks for us. So yeah. it's ice, Bombay Sapphire, tonic water with the quinine in it. Got to have it. Yeah. A uh, little splash of the roses sweetened lime juice mm -hmm. and the secret is a pinch of salt dude the salt i think I, I think i can sense the salt in the drink and it somehow it just it, it just sews it all together it's it's the magic I'm it's like the you. glue it's totally the glue it's the glue and i tell you it's not a winter drink it's more of a summer drink after you know lifting rocks all day like a slave <laughs> or, or working in an attic working doing, in an attic it, you know what i mean yeah, sucking on insulation and beer is great i'm not trying to shoot down beer i oh, love yeah. beer love sure. it but there's something super refreshing about these things. Yeah. And you put two or three of them to the dome and nah, it gets you there. I'm going to have a little sippy. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually had many sips. I'm almost done. Yeah, G-Money, what are you going to do? We're, we're running... We're not gonna, we don't have enough gin in the in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about um, a slow gin fizz in Europe. Hmm. It, it did not end well. I almost missed my flight out. I think you took... Did you... We had, a, was, we had a gin episode already. Yeah. And that was the Hendrix. But um, we never had it presented this way, which we're going to revisit a bunch of different boozes often. Right. Did you talk about this story then, or was it... It was just something I, I mentioned. I was only 17. And that was a pretty darn funny story, because you were literally bombed out of your tits, right? I was bombed I mean, out of my mind, and then some of the guys decided to... One played... One, as they were standing over me, one played the devil, one played an angel, and they were, one was telling me to do something, the other one wasn't. I was freaking out, and then I told him to leave, and I woke up, and I had five minutes to get downstairs and make my plane, <laughs> and I smelled like that bottle of gin. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so let's, let's talk a little bit about Bombay Sapphire. It's one of the few gins that has transcended the category, perhaps even helping to elevate it out of the doldrums into great prominence. With this iconic blue bottle, which is very recognizable on the shelf when you walk into your local liquor store, is easily one of the world's most recognized spirits and can be found in bars across the world. It was launched in 1987 and distributed by Bacardi Bombay, and it's based on one of the earliest recorded recipes for a premium quality London dry gin. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about this is that it really begins with a gentleman by the name of Thomas Dakin in 1761. And he created a gin, but it was not Bombay Sapphire. And it was something that was created in distilleries outside of London. Warrington um, is actually the choice where they started brewing that and creating it. And it was not all, it was all actually 200 years later, uh, because it was originally known as Warrington Gin, exactly where it was created. In 1831, the family purchased a new copper still. That was pretty exciting back then. And they didn't boil the botanicals in the pot, but placed them at the top of the column for vapor infusion. Ooh, that's, uh, sounds kind of sexy, doesn't sounds it? Part of the, something like they might have accidentally stumbled across, maybe? Along with the recipe for their 100% vapor-infused single-shot dry gin, well, the original Warrington <laughs> gin ticked along, perhaps a little unimpressively for many years, it became what we know today as Bombay, or Bombay Sapphire. And it fueled um, and fed madmen in the era of martini drinking. It was very popular then. What do you, what do you mean madmen? Madmen, the series? Oh, the series. Yeah, okay, so the it was the madmen, the advertising industry in New York where drinking during the day was as common as going and having something to eat. Well, Alcohol it, was a really, was was very much a part of their day-to-day -day interaction. They actually had, I believe, whiskey vending machines in some of the old... Uh, really? Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. they did. So that's changed? Why, you guys don't drink when you work still? 
Oh. I honestly I don't. Oh, I'm me? sorry, it's frowned upon. I'm old fashioned in that sense, dude. It, once the drinking starts, the oh, work yeah, is yeah. done. Um, I'm only kidding because it, it it seems that every time that I have a cocktail while I'm working or something, you know, you go to help a buddy and every, of course it's beer and pizza. Yeah. When I start drinking, I don't care what it is, I get hurt. Yeah. yeah. I get hurt somehow. Yeah. No, it's no. frowned yeah. upon in in the um academic world oh yeah. especially <laughs> when you're teaching children under 21. you know when i was when i was in school i think i had teachers that were drunk oh no doubt about no. it dude, dude. i remember god i remember a teacher in god i want to say it was fourth grade franklin school north end of massachusetts <laughs> name was miss mulholland sweetheart of a teacher would uh, give us the lesson uh, take attendance the usual pledge yeah 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 bang all of a sudden everyone's working you kind of look up and she kept opening her draw, dude, and she had this little bottle. About, I don't think it was booze. I think it was like codeine cough syrup. Oh. <laughs> but she would hammer that, dude. And oh, as, as the class got longer, the nicer she got, man. So whatever oh, it was, great. There was, there was magic in that bottle. And did she, was she ever sick? I mean, did she like the, the cough? No. No coughs? Nope. No nothing? No coughs, no nothing. Oh, it's medicinal as well. Medicinal. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. So real quick here, we, we, we talked about the 1950s, um, fed the madman of the you know, New York style advertising agencies. They had their martini drinking. And what happened was they had seen that they could actually relaunch Warrington gin for an American market. Satisfied with the recipe and the lighter notes of the gin due to its vapor infusion process. He, uh, they turned the attention to the brand and created a new name and identity, Bombay Dry Gin. Mm. It got very popular in the 80s. Again, they continued to do vapor infusion. And real quickly, we want to cover, well, we talked about vapor infusion, how it's made. During the distillation process, the spirit vapor um, is passes up through a basket at the top of the column delicately. They use the word delicately. <laughs> infused with the aromatic flavors, the botanicals. Aromatic flavors of the botanicals. Say that five times fast. Uh, the method of infusing no. gives a lighter, more floral taste rather than the more common punchy gin taste. Correct. It is bottled uh, traditionally in the UK. It's at 40% proof. Um, the one-shot method of production is even more impressive, given the volume of bottles now sold is sometimes to be something to be held. Many of the bigger names have long since tweaked their recipes and moved forward um, using distillations that are then blended with both water and neutral grain spirit before the final bottling. I got all of this actually off of BombaySafire.com. We make <laughs> sure to always give credit to yeah. the websites that we use. Um, so that was um, that's a little quick <laughs> overview of Bombay Sapphire. I right now find this one of the what we're having right now one of the most satisfying, and you use the perfect word to describe it: refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's as refreshing as almost just having a drink of water when you're thirsty. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really taste like you are drinking alcohol. Correct. Right. Well, the gin in general is pretty sneaky. It is sneaky. It is. But this, but this, this particular. How did we do our last gin? That was just, it was a gin. It was just gin, it was just gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. And, which a was fine. and a lime. But this is a different version. This oh my is God. very, uh, you know, it's much smoother. And, and it just, again, the, the salt is the secret. The salt's the key, dude. That's the secret. The key. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's very, very cool. I might be uh, making these on Friday night. I go. think you should. I think you're just about ready to make some more for us here, too. Yeah, I think you know? so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, uh, so, Lee. You're a stonemason. Yes, sir. And uh, that's got to be some pretty laborious uh, stuff, you know, for the it most is, part. It is, dude, you know, but the world needs ditch diggers too, bro. No, 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 I know. I get, I know. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I, I love Just it. Just talk to Mike Rowe. He knows. It, it is. It's, it's, it's physically demanding. You're working, you're lifting or whatever. But to me, dude, right, so you build uh, a wall or a set of steps or a house yeah. or a fireplace out of stone and chip it and, and ma make it. It's art, right? So sure. 
it's no different than to me as and yourself included the songs that we've been involved in that are on the radio that long after we're gone they'll be spun on oldies channels when our kids are young hopefully yeah and it's all art right so sure. it's something that's forever it's the same as masonry it's like you know what i mean yeah. Kind of the same, but different. One's just a little more fun than others. Well, so literally, the thing, the thing <laughs> nice. with your, your, your line of work, and like you just mentioned, <clears throat> you're literally setting it in stone. That oh, yeah. says the old saying. Correct. You know, and that's, that stuff's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's just not going. I mean, think about all the structures in Europe and all this. I mean, it's you, forever, dude. When if you, you do it correctly. Europe, oh, yeah. Dude. You must have walked it was around incredible. as Italy, being dude. In the, Italy must have When been. I was in Verona in 15, uh, when I did that show with the orchestra that we did there. Yeah. And it was incredible, dude. I was walking on streets with tiny little cobblestone streets that were older than Christ. I mean, Man. sitting in sitting in an arena. Wow. Watching opera. Yep. Sitting on stone slabs that were older than Christ, like that used to have gladiators and fucking lions, and that's it's crazy. surreal, dude. You know, it sure it's is. surreal, but it's forever, you know. Yeah, man, that's uh, yeah, it's pretty badass. I yeah. like the analogy you make between being this, you know, stone that masonry and then music. it's all art, right? It is all art. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm amazed that some of the buildings that are still standing, even if you take mm -hmm. something simple like the Empire State Building. Or I even go as back as far as the house I grew up in was built in the 1950s. Mm -hmm. All brick, concrete foundation, all brick. It's still there, the same as it was. Did you said the 1950s? In the 1950s. Look at, oh. Dude, look at Boston. The first time, I mean, we were lucky enough to be in this area because Boston is the beginning of our country, right? Yes. And our country's yeah, yeah. not old. I found that out when I went to England, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, I remember right. going there and walking into, I don't think it was Westminster Abbey or the cathedral there or whatever. And I remember looking at, at, a, at a chair, dude, a coronation chair that was 800 years old. And I remember thinking, wow, dude, we're like, we're, right. we're barely a country. Infants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, barely. Infants. <laughs> but uh, all the architecture, the stonework, all the stuff that you see in Boston and down to the older plants and stuff, dude, it all comes from there. There's a reason that almost every town is a town from England here right. in you know, New England. Yeah. It really is. It's, I mean, and I found it amazing when I got out of the country and got to go over there and see it. It was like, holy shit. This is where we come from. This is where we started, you know? If you go to any of the street, if you take Newberry Street or any um, Commonwealth Avenue, all of those are all those brick <clears throat> buildings, which are now condominiums mm -hmm. that are built so well, have been, have been there for what, 100, 150 for years. So long. And it's, and they stand strong and nothing, and they're sure. made, they were made by artists, craftsmen. And Boston was built on a swamp, dude. Boston literally was filled in and built on a freaking swamp. Back and Bay they're still was standing. Back Bay. Yeah. So you got to give to the old Masons and the old footing guys, uh, from Boston years <laughs> ago, man, you know? <laughs> yep. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's awesome. So you're, uh, you'd mentioned you and Wit doing, doing something. So you're, you're a musician. Musician. Yeah. Yeah. And, when I'm not um, doing the stone thing, I try to do, try to do music, you know? Try, try nothing. Your music's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Yoda. No, try, just do. And not, you know what I mean, now, you know? Hard to juggle it all, you know how it is, but yeah. it's all good, dude, and you know? Really hoping that uh, the world opens up again and this whole uh, mystery monster goes away, dude. and we can all get rad and go play shows again, dude. dude I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I've know? been to a couple of venues recently but it's just so restricted i mean you walk in even restaurant and you see yep. you, they've, they've cut the, cut it down to 20 percent or whatever the hell it is crazy poor people man you know i don't <laughs> and it's it's just they keep rolling it back and yeah so know. we had um my band had 12 gigs this summer we only had three the three that we did we were all spaced apart and everyone on the lawn at one we played at Hampstead. there was at least 200 people there because they had the area they could spread out on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i thought to myself you know usually we have double that and they're all on top of each other and yet we can't 
it's, it's you know and how's i mean i i haven't even played through this COVID thing i haven't done one performance live you know other than yeah. sean and i we've been doing some studio stuff and whatever but it must be so bizarre dude i can't imagine not having that energy you know and like feeding off of the you know what i'm saying right? there's yeah, a I mean, there's definitely a lack of energy it. and That's you have the, those people uh, out there that are app you know there are, we know people who have unfortunately been scared to have their life scared out of them and they won't come out of their house dude, it's brutal and the there were most people there new hampshire folks they're a little bit more rugged they don't care um but it was even as i watched with people walking around on rock walking around with masks it was crazy and you absolutely hit it right there. There wasn't that typical energy. People were excited <clears throat> to be out, but they were more excited to be out and be able to talk to each other. I and mean, they liked, I mean, we did well and they were very receptive, but it wasn't like it was last year. Mm -hmm. And it, everything's changed. It's it, so bizarre, dude. I mean, none of us, uh, my dad is, God bless him, 73 years old. He's never seen anything like this, yeah. let alone us. You know, it's, it's just, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. Well, it's bizarre, I, you know, and I think that, I don't know, man. I don't want to go too edgy, you know, or politically, but it's because to me, it's not political. Like I have a wife at home, yep. underlying conditions, my mom, underlying conditions. Mm -hmm. So as much as I fucking hate it, mm -hmm. I mask up, dude. And you know well, what I mean? of course. And just, I do do the thing just to be safe and protect. But I that being well. said, I think that the handling of this mm -hmm. and especially Baker, the Quaker, yep. um, <laughs> right. if you're at high risk all right, and you don't want to, and you and you're fearful of this, and it is a real thing, right? And you should it's be fearful real, of it. It's a real. If thing. that's the case, stay the fuck home. Yeah, and let everybody else who's not so afraid, because that's our right as well. Yeah, right. equally X. to yes, live our is. lives. Sure. I saw a great analogy on it about you know about smoking. Like it's on the package. Everyone knows smoking is bad for you. Yes. Yet gazillions of people smoke. Right. This is America. That's their prerogative. It's their freedom. It's mm -hmm. their life to do with what they choose. How is this any different? Well, th th that's that's my whole point. Is it's a matter of control. It is it, all oh, it is. I we mean, know so, what it is. So the vi yeah. So the so the virus is real, mm -hmm. and I'm going to get yelled at again for talking about the COVID speech. That's you know, it's it's not political. Again, this is not <laughs> this isn't like a left or right thing. You know nope, what I mean? Even, not at all. You know, even though it, it right. is being politicized, weaponized politically. Yes, but not everything about that. I don't care about any of that yep. in, in this conversation. I care about my family and my friends of and, and, and my neighbors and my community. Yep. So if it means wearing a mask and it pisses me off, I'm fucking way willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, come on. Sure. Really? It's, it's, it's 98% overblown with the restrictions and the, and the control with the government and it's, the restaurants it's, and it's just, it's 98% over the top. Now I'm going to give you a little example. <clears throat> the reason we didn't do any any bamboozled last week is I went I went to Sturgis, and it was the wild west out there. <laughs> uh, one percent of one percent was wearing a mask, wow. and I said to myself, you know what? I, so pr prior to me leaving, I had booked a rapid uh, COVID test the day after I returned home. Right? So you gonna make another cocktail, Mike? There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> so I. Uh, so I booked that, so I said the hell with it. We got on the motorcycles, we flew out, then we got on the motorcycles, <coughs> we drove around, went to downtown Sturges, went into venues and listened to bands. I'm standing in, in a crowd. Must have been amazing. Dude, it was great. It was felt it felt old school. We're buying rounds of beers. We're walking through the crowd. We're, we're doing this and that. Dude, they had a tent. You could buy a silencer. 
I'll show you the photo. That's right. It, it literally, it was, it was like instead of, you get T-shirts, T-shirts, and the guys was selling silencers. They're standing in front <laughs> holding silencers. Hey, what do you think of this one? I walked up and I laughed. I said, yeah, they'd, they'd hang me in Massachusetts. Yeah, I, I live in Massachusetts. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's a novel idea, but it's a yeah. fairy tale. If you call it a bong, it's okay, because you can't smoke weed out there. Thanks, Mara. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mara Squealy. But uh, I'll tell you what. So anyways, we did the whole thing, came back, took the test negative you know beautiful and I, I was cautious to and fro and uh I, it's if and people we did it smart you know i'm gonna say smart but we were smart we weren't the dumbest <laughs> put it down, we weren't the dumbest out there still with an error of caution a little bit you yeah. know yeah so uh thanks for drinking all this tonic water mike that's great I'm you t- have more, right? Have more tonic water? <laughs> <laughs> I get the, 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 there's a different flavor out there, but oh, that's all right. we'll make any it, we'll flavors make it. fine. And, and uh, what are you stirring that with, Mike? An Allen wrench. We're using an Allen wrench because we <laughs> we're, we don't have the proper uh, bar stuff down here. Anyways, so that's, that's thank you, that's, sir. That's, that's my COVID speech of the day, and uh, I'm COVID free. Everybody's safe. Thank God, everyone be safe. Yeah. And uh, so, Lee, back to the original thing. Yes, playing live at a oh, venue. Please. Shoulder, shoulder to shoulder is going to be, that's, those are the gigs, man. People are just Dude, you know, it's, jumping around. You know, I mean, yeah. there's just nothing like it, you know? And to have come from playing clubs to three people in a cricket. Yeah. To be able to build up and, you know, go to the places on these adventures and bands that music's taken us on. Yep. And to all of a sudden be playing at the KC World War II Memorial for 53,000 people losing their mind. To be in like a download dude with wit with an acoustic and two dudes singing like Simon and Garfunkel. And there's 350,000 people there, dude. And it's like, I miss that. I miss that. And whether it's 20 people or whatever, dude, I just miss the interaction. Sure. You know, the art. Yeah. Well, you you were supposed to go out the the beginning of this year. We were going to go out, um, yeah, we were going to go out to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to do a show, or two shows in Sydney and two shows in Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, with the Orchestra of Doom Project, which is Whit and I and Tim McMillan on guitar. Yep. And uh, an orchestra playing uh, Black Sabbath, Aussie, a few Ugly Kid Joe tracks, and, yep. and some Richard's Crane tracks. And dude. it's so weird and fun, dude. And you got, uh, didn't you get the, the blessing? Did you get the blessing? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, you have to ask permission for something like that. So yeah. Wit actually reached out to Ozzy and Sharon, and uh, and they gave us our blessing to do the show. And, you know, I mean, it, essentially, it's an homage to him and to Sabbath. You know what I mean? It's just, we grew up on that stuff. I yep. mean, that's, you know, Sabbath, the Beatles, and the Beach Boys are basically, you could define any record or anything I ever had to do with music from those three bands. The Beach Boys. I didn't know that, that was a big thing. Oh, vocally, of course. Dude. Yeah. Well, production-wise. and Production, vocally. but vocally, dude. Harmonies. Brian, yeah. Brian is the king. The king. Yeah, he, he really. I mean, God. Some of the stuff that, and just and innovative. Innovative. Some of the, and you, you hear some of the stories of, you know, how they went ahead and they, they produced the music and mm-hmm. some of the instrumentation and you, Mike, the arrangements, the vocal arrangements, the arrangements the Beach Boys alone just, blow me away. Dude, the incredible. instrumentation is, it was ahead of its time, way ahead of its time. Brian was just, yeah, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what the hell is it called? The, the uh, Thurman. Thurman, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the Thurman, yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I tell you, dude, uh, the warmth of the sun. That's a song recently I just got into. I'm a big pet pet sounds guy, just like the Beatles. I'm not really a huge fan of the love me do poppy crap like in the beginning. Yeah. But like once they started hitting the bottle and the drugs, they, they got dude. Really good. Same with the Beach Boys. Though. Same with Brian. Once they got a little more open, yeah. He went from you know uh, let's go surfing now to like look listen to pet sounds, dude. I mean, Jesus, right. wild honey, smile, smile, fucking dude, genius. 
Pet Sounds was is was labeled as an inspiration for an entire generation of musicians and producers because of what he did yep. on that. And so, the label hated it. Isn't that, of course they did. And it was huge. It was like they ended up being their biggest selling record. Oh, really? Yeah, man. And no he, kidding. I, I don't know if you know anything about like their situation with the labels and you've dealt with labels, you yeah. know, he would go in and his, his, by the time that record came, his relationship was so strained with the label that he recorded one word answers on an old tape recorder with a cassette and he'd go into meetings and wouldn't speak to them. Come on. Hit rewind. No. That's great. Yes. Wouldn't even speak to them. Just it, it, totally eccentric, just That's out of his mind. Fantastic. Just like, but, yeah. But it, it delivered a message too, I'm sure. At least like, and dude, the guy was right. Yeah. It's, it's Brian Wilson, dude. You know, Brian Wilson. Yeah. You know? Man. Labels again, and you know, there's another topic. Yeah. All yeah. those years of making money off the, uh, off the backs of the guys who bled and suffered to learn and to play and to write these songs. Mm-hmm fucking them the whole time since the 50s all the way up until right now yep now the internet came along and they can suck it true because it's all gone remember <laughs> remember prince yeah. he had slave written across yes, his face dude. dude it's been happening forever yeah forever yeah. mind you people who never picked up an instrument sang a note or wrote a fucking song yeah. Are, are in control. In control Jesus, that sound like any kind of other situation that seems to be going yeah. on right now. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. Wait, I'm scratching my head on that one. Uh, Hold on. Where's the, where's the drink? Yeah, let's have a drink. <laughs> Guys, these are going down way too smoothly. Delicious, dude, right? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I'm still on my first one. Oh, that's I'm good. almost through my second one, Sean. Sean. Jeez, oh, good, that's good. good. Step it up a bit. <laughs> so, uh, geez, I don't know. Um, so another animal, another animal, another animal, a couple of, a couple of guys, familiar faces in that one as well. Mm -hmm. So wit, wit was, uh, it's funny. Cause when I first started playing, uh, the ugly kid, Joe stuff was some of my favorite stuff. Like that first record was great. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Loved it. I actually covered one of the, one of the tunes, the, the, the hate you song. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about you. Yeah. Great song. Um, and then uh, I forgot that Shannon was in that. He was part of that originally as well, wasn't uh, he? He wasn't on the first record. He was on after that. The lineup changed. They had another drummer and another guitar player, mm -hmm. which were replaced by uh, Dave Fortman. Okay. Um, and, uh, and Shannon. Okay. And Dave has gone on to become, you know, he still plays with the band. He's mixed um, the last few records I've done. He mixed the Another Animal record for us. He mixed the Richard's Crane record. He's also, you know what he's done. He's like, he's done Evanescence and like Mudvayne. Yeah. He's, you know, just become a great producer. Sure, sure. And he's a, he's a monster, sweetheart of a guy, just fucking phenomenal musician. Like, like Brian, like one of those guys, you know, yeah. just brilliant. Sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. So it's, uh. And that was, the, yeah, the three guys from uh, that other band. Yeah. The other, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and, I love I, lo I love Robbie. Robbie I mean, I love them all. Shannon, I love Tony. Yeah, they're great Shannon. guys, and they're great, great players, man. And that was that was a super fun record to do, man. Yeah. Super fun record. Yeah. And very, it, or, very organic. The, the record is very organic. We wrote, Tony and I wrote the song um, Broken Again, which is our first single on that record, mm -hmm. out when John and I still had Dropbox. Okay, and we were out for six months doing uh, promo for for our Dropbox record with Metallica and Godsmack, and we were set up in the in the like the veranda or whatever it is at the beginning of these arenas and mm -hmm. set up and play acoustic for the radio stations all over the country. So we get to travel with them for six months, which oh, was pretty great. rad, you yeah. know, wow. pretty rad. But sure, yeah, yeah. let's uh, 
That's fantastic. And then uh, got some history with uh, with our, our good old friend Scott Latulip. Oh, the yeah. best dude. Yeah, one of the one of the best dude. And, uh, learned so much from Scott, man. I, I met him in 19, 1987. And I was just like, uh, again, went to my senior or high school. I got a job at a gas station yeah. and Scott was a mechanic there. Oh, really? So yeah. you guys worked together back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And that, that's where we met and both guitar players, both into like the same kind of music. And that was it. We just became friends and sure, you know, yeah, he's he, again, he's the one that provided us with that intro music. Amazing. Dude. Right. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, was, I was so fortunate to be involved with him. So dude, he is, he's by far one of the, I mean, I learned so much from that dude, his songwriting, his mm -hmm. vocals, the way he would layer harmonies, yep. counter melodies on guitar. I mean, that dude taught me a lot. I owe him. I owe him everything. Sure. Yeah. yeah um, he taught me a lot. Discipline. You know, just every you know, harmony, pitch, and and just dedication. Half the crap. I I, I wouldn't have done anything if it wasn't for for him. Seriously, yeah, I mean, he, I, I, I owe just about everything to him. So, yeah, yeah. love the pieces, but uh, but uh, I don't know. Cocktails are good. G Money, how you doing over there? I'm doing I'm doing great. You know, you and I have a little bit of a history. Oh, that's in right. In fact, I was just looking it up, and of course, I'm sure that that will look familiar that's to it. you. Yeah, that's it, man. We did a project. When, um, I'm currently still a member of the B Street Bombers. The B Street Horns went in and did a really big project for at Blue Jay Studios in Carlisle mm -hmm. for a comedian by the name of Vic Shanti. Oh, and what know, was your, I loved Vic. He so was, what was your role there? Because when I realized that you and I had already worked together, I knew I, I saw you when it I'm was like, I so many years ago. Yeah, man. It was. I mean, Christ, early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I knew Vic through a mutual friend. His stepbrother was, was a friend and, uh, I met, I met Vic and we just, you know, had a few cans, got baked and a little guitar, a little this and that. Yeah. And then he invited me to go in and play, um, on this record, man. And I went in there, a kid who could barely play with these legends, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, I learned a lot, dude. I, I, I never forget first night in there. I mean, we're talking like, you know, early nineties, late eighties, even almost that whole yeah, we, thing yeah, when was cocaine was still fashionable. <laughs> okay. So I remember going in there <laughs> yep. and like literally dude, all 48 tracks <laughs> and, and, and booze and the whole shebang, just kind of oh, like, when we went, kind of like this without the coke. When we went right, into right. that studio, I, I, I was, uh, I was like in my mid twenties and I, w I sat there and I, you know, we went in and they had food there and we're it's incredible. Like, and we go in and we had done the arrangement and we went it's, and they're it's like a party. It was yeah, crazy. Especially Vic's, pro Vic's, Vic's whole record uh, was a party. It was a party, dude. Yeah. So it was it was crazy to think that oh, we just kind of, you know, Hernsuch just kind of went in, we made an arrangement, we blew it down, and we were done. But it was just funny that you and I have reconnected. After all those years after later. After all you those know? years. Amazing. And, and it's one of these things where I go back and I listen to that, and I always used to call that project we did for Vic, I would call it Industrial Strength B Street, that we were probably the best we've ever sounded. That that record, the production value, and you guys is playing on that record, dude, is phenomenal. I mean, it's phenomenal. Actually, it was the entire, I keep saying the horn section, it was the entire band. It was, band. The, it was band. the whole band. The whole, yeah. band. the whole shebang. Wasn't there a story about remember the, the parody he did of the huey lewis song it was i uh, i need a i need a new dick i want a new dick yeah, I, want I want a new, a new dick, dick yeah. right mm. yeah and when he tracked that didn't he use the original tracks from huey lewis do you guys hear that story no well he did when he came, when we first met him he came out and he saw us and we played he's like hey you know, I did this. I did these new lyrics for "I Want a New Drug." Do you guys mind playing it? And he went out and he did it. Yeah, in public with us. Sure. And you it guys was, must have been like, "What?" It was what crazy. What is he saying? The Bombers actually tracked that. That was them. That wasn't Huey Lewis's band. And I think they yeah. played it better than ah. Huey's guys. Yeah. Oh. 
so let me tell you the story that I heard. So I heard a story through the grapevine. This is I'm going back twenty some odd years now. That he was doing some recording or something, and was it New York? Maybe was he down there? Anyways, I heard that that he walked into a studio. This could be completely bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Walked into the studio and he said he started tracking the record and he goes we're gonna do a parody of the Huey Lewis song and we're gonna get the backing tracks and the, whoever the engineer was, was said well let me make it easy for you went into the vault and pulled Huey's tracks oh, out funny. his original reel to reel and then stole them from that. If that's true or not, I have no freaking idea. It could be, dude. It could be, you know, because Vic was out and about and everywhere, dude. And, I, and, you know, that guy himself, this was a parody record. But you want to talk about another guy who was a monster guitar player, counter melody. I mean, Vic. Uh, great vocals. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, just just phenomenal. Jeez. I've been, I've been really lucky. I think you have as well to always, yeah. f- no, whatever the case is, to be surrounded by just fantastic <clears throat> musicians. Yeah. And, you know... You're only as good as the people, you know, and in in the old adage, you always try to play with dudes who are better than you. So you keep striving and you get hungry and you want to, you know what I mean? Yes. I believe that. I really do. That's why you're playing now because you guys are all better than me. (laughs) That's why I'm playing with you. When I sit in the studio with you, I mean, you and I have been working on something the last couple of weeks, last month or so, whatever the hell it was. Uh, and you were gracious enough to invite me into your sessions. Thank you very much with Charlie Baruso. I love that guy. Dude, and, thank you. Are you kidding? And Justin, Justin, the, the animal Ooh, Pacey. What a drummer, dude. What a the feel, frick. huh? Yeah, he's great. I love dude, Justin. I sent those tracks to Larkin and he was like, damn, dude. Right? He's like, that kid can play. <laughs> I, t- I told Justin he almost shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so the, the song's great. I, I, you know, I love, I love. The angle that you approach from it's again it's very organic um you're not doing any super uh gymnastic vocal things you know you know you know like the miles kennedy stuff right and you, you reserve miles for miles stuff of R- course right but um it's very simple it's very laid back and it's in your range the mm-hmm. things that you do mm-hmm. and uh i really appreciate that stuff mm-hmm. you know I sit and listen to it and we're tracking to it and i'm like dude this is great it's just so and then the the the, the, the lyrically the songwriting mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Yeah, you know, it's just just great. G money, you got to hear this stuff. It's great. So, is that the same project you're interested in getting the horn section in on? Yes, yeah, same record, same it's record. Crazy. So essentially, yeah. I'm doing. I've always been a part of um, you know all these bands, you know, and th- right. thankfully, great touch wood. But I'm finally doing my own record. Nice. I'm doing my own record. It's going to be called Lee Richards and Friends, and that's truly what it is. Cool. Fun and easy. Cans and drinks, say, getting dude. baked, shooting guns, <laughs> and, and just recording songs. The dude, American and a, way, and just having fun, man. So, how do we how do we usually do our sessions? When I go sit with you, we show up, we sit in, at the card. Basically, it's like a card table yep. at, at, at the studio. We all throw our weapons on the table, all of them. And then, what do we nice. have last time? We had. Four or five of them, anyways. Yeah. And then Charlie goes and gets his because he doesn't want to and, not and, be the only guy without his dick on the table. And, you know? and, and so <laughs> the funny thing is, is, so I throw a forty-five on the table. Lee throws a, th- a three-eighty. Justin had a what did he have the the first time? A three-eighty. The last uh, the time nine, was a nineteen eleven, right? Yeah, nineteen eleven. And then Charlie comes out of nowhere with an old thirty-two revolver. It had to have a six-inch barrel police, on it. Yeah, it's the police edition, dude. Po- Chief, he special. wins, man. He yeah, wins. That's I, 30, old school. Old school. 32. Think about it, dude. That's the gangster days. That's the, the yep. you know the old days. Thirty-two. That was the round. Back Do you know then, what's you crazy? Know? Is I'm playing a video game called Fallout New Las Vegas. And the first gun you get is a thirty-two. That's crazy. Really? That's no crazy. Yeah. I and I, I look. I saw it pop up, and I'm like, thirty-two. What the? What is that? That's yeah. a thirty-two. Sure, sure. That's yeah. uh, so. Anyways, and today 
We've got a 380 on the on the oh, on the console on the mm-hmm. table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's living. Welcome to America. <laughs> but um, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You know what I do have though. What do you have? Right G? before we decide to get into the probably my favorite part of this evening, um, we do have a safety tip of the week. Oh, you got a safety tip? Yes. Oh, this is going to be good. Wait, you thought the first one was good. Wait, you hear this one. <laughs> so the uh, safety tip of the week will be. Um, well, let's just start. And I'll I think you should one. definitely okay. start it. discuss beer goggles and why they are a terrible accessory. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Most of us are familiar with the concept of beer goggles. The, the nation, it's the notion that friends and strangers alike become more attractive after we drink many beers. Beer goggles are frequently a topic of sitcoms and, if you're unluckily, occasionally discussed over an uncomfortable brunch. So... The interesting thing is the Mythbusters, um, they actually devoted a segment to beer goggles. All right. So check this out. In 2003, a team of British researchers released a landmark study in the scientific journal Addiction. They brought 80 couples um, and college students to either a bar or restaurant and had them look at and rate the attractiveness of pictures of men and women. Sure enough, participants, both men and women who had consumed alcohol, were more generous with their ratings. The men who drank were more likely than the men who didn't drink to believe that the women in the pictures were actually attractive. And the women who drank were more likely than the women who didn't drink to believe that the men in the pictures were more attractive. The attractiveness ratings, however, did not increase when inebriated men and women judge photographs of the people of the same sex. Consuming alcohol appeared to be enough to change the attractiveness of potential romantic partners. In other words, beer goggles is more than a myth. Although the study was the first to prove the existence of beer goggles, it's hardly the only one. So indeed, be careful when you decide to accessorize with your beer goggles. <laughs> and that is the Boston safety tip of the week. Dude, that was out of left field. That was great. You caught me. That was great. <laughs> and again, I'm watching Lee's face when he heard the, safety! <laughs> what is going on here? Oh, that's funny. Never... <coughs> Never ask a trombone player to compose music, I, and I will all, I will give my props right now to Danny Elfman, mm. who he inspired that from top right. to bottom. Sure, sure. Well, that's pretty good. We're gonna, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna make another cocktail here. Hey, Cock- I think it's uh, time to make another cocktail. Just yeah, turn the stupid fool off, buddy. So we are once again partaking in Bombay Sapphire, a distilled London dry gin, mm. vapor infused. Delish. From a 1761 recipe. It's been around for a while. It's a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years. A couple of years. But uh, I, you guys want to do some music stuff or what do you, sure. what do you think? Yeah, let's just kind of jam it up. I just happen to have a bass here. <laughs> and I just happen to have a keyboard here. Oh, look at that. And what, then, what a coincidence. And what, what, what do you get there, Lee? What is that? <laughs> what a coincidence. It's wow. a beautiful sounding guitar. Very nice. Um, yeah, dude, Justin just sent me the, the grossest <laughs> video. I don't know where he gets these videos, dude. Out of nowhere. We can't dude, talk it's about funny it. I don't even want to talk about it. We can't it. even talk about it. We, I'm not going to say what the hell it was. Oh, but, no, absolutely not. 
It was. I can't wait to see him, dude. I'm gonna be like, really, dude. So we're not even that close yet. Like <laughs> right. we don't know each other well so enough. You feel bad that you you're sending Sean these fancy videos, and I, and I'm not worthy of the disgust. <laughs> dude. I swear, my eyes were gonna burn out of my head when I saw. It. Uh, probably Co- at least every day, if not every other day, he gets. It, I don't know if he. I don't know where he gets them. But they're unbelievable. The videos are just unbelievable. Do you think he just gets them, or do you think he makes them? He could make them. He could. I mean, there's only so many things. You, you know, I mean, COVID's a hell of a drug. Do it, COVID. You have no idea how real you just got with that statement. Oh! Oh! We promise yeah. never to be political, right? Sure, sure. Um, I don't. Know, what do you what, what do you feel like doing, Lee? What do you what do you you know? I don't know. Let's do a... Just start playing something, and I'll, and I'll see if I can jump in. I'll do, try to do some vocal parts, maybe.
That was cool. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. What's Thank that called? You, sir. Uh, the song's called Lost. Lost. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that was cool, man. I mean, I, I, I kept it like real, real simple. and I wanted to sing with you, but I, I'm not overly familiar with the, the lyric on uh, that, you know? All good, all good. But it was, uh, it did, it was awesome. Thank awesome. you, man. Thank you for sharing that. Cool. That was wonderful. Thank My you. Gosh. Thank you, man. And G Money with his Paul Schaefer stuff over there. Right? <laughs> Seriously, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was cool, dude. Gin and tonics, dude, gin and tonics. And the porch. I write that. You know how I write. Yeah. You, see, you know how we do. Well, you live. You can see the lake from where you're right at. where you I'm can, at. Right dude. across the street. That's is... it. Once that yeah. home from work, shower, mm. daddy time with the peanut. Once peanut's sleeping, bang. Dude, how old's a, peanut? She's a. Doll. She is. Uh, she turned three in January. Oh. She will be four in uh, January. Gosh, such a, gin and tonics. Such, such, a little such a fantastic age. I, I have three, but they're all grown up now. I, I have two that are uh, older, 28 and 22, my, oh, my sons. You're in the same area I am. And uh, nice. like midlife crisis, dude, most guys go out and buy a Ferrari. Ah, I had another kid. Yeah, just have another kid. Ah, fuck it. That's more expensive in the long run. Anyway, <laughs> fuck you. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that might be the best line of the entire evening. Right there. Oh, that's great. The old I'll show you fucking mantra. That's right. You know, we don't need no stinking Lamborghini. I'm going to have a child. Yep. Yeah. That's sure. It. Sure. Oh, boy. So, but this, uh, so I I had a blast. Will you come back? Will you Please come back. Come back. Do it Please. Anytime, anytime. Of course. So as we do, um, as this record progresses, yes. I think we should, we should, Maybe come back and perform something here. I'm completely with. I you. mean, I get that whole of the drum room. We could we could put Pacey out there with his sick ah, videos. Perfect. What, what and, would happen you know, if we brought perfect. like we did the whole song and then brought in the horn section of the song you want to do? We could make it a full. We could totally do that. Badass we could, production. We could absolutely you know? do it. If we can, if I can get my head out of my ass and get the video. <laughs> Uh, portion of the show together. Don't forget, shameless plug, Charlie Baruso Woodshop Productions, oh Atkinson, New Hampshire, not only is yes. full pro audio, full pro video. Hey. That's right. Charlie Baruso, I love him. The best, dude. He is. The best. He is. He is. He's such a nice guy. And he carries the 32. God bless him. And he's a handsome, handsome devil. And he's a handsome bastard. Look at him. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. So, uh, so we are saying goodbye here or what? We gotta go I, for I, one I more feel, song. I feel like we could jam, but well, we could always but, I mean, jam. I don't know. What the hell it's else what, do we dude, got? What do we get? Forty-eight minutes uh, into this podcast here, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Can we get another song? Maybe? Whatever you think. I don't know. I'm just gonna follow you. You got something. I'm just gonna chase you. Dude. 
Still hanging on Just by the thread Remembering the things you said No one belongs Nothing feels the same But everything's the same The journey is long Many miles along the way It feels like yesterday Right or wrong, I wouldn't change a single mile just to see you smile, smile, shine a smile, smile. Dude, that's a teaser right there. Oh, can I sing on that record? Of can course you can. can. I'd be insulted if you wouldn't. Oh sing my on god, that's that such a beautiful melody. If I could, if I could hold the pitch long enough to oh, put dude, something to fuck, it, that'd be great. Listen, dude, don't be modest. You can sing circles around me, Dutch. Come on, Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dutch. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a whole nother podcast, dude. After we do, we didn't even uh, talk about our hunting excursions. Oh, but... that's right. We're going to. We're going oh. to. Uh, so then we have to have him back. Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely have. You know what we should do? What about a remote podcast from the from the from the camp? So it's funny you say that because the, there are several methods, uh, ways to do that. <laughs> um, we could literally use an iPhone to track something. Perfect. You, you and I could do whatever. And then there's another machine that I was looking at today. It's sick, a six-track uh, machine. It's the size of a... Excuse me as I burp up my gin here. Uh, <laughs> it's the size of... Uh, about the size of... Oh! About the size of a brick. And oh, it, 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 it's, it's a mobile thing. So I think that, uh, gee, money, if you're, if you're down... We can travel to different places and do this. I've, Breweries. I've been wanting rad. to do that for the longest yeah. time. So I, that, that's amazing. But yes, we we should definitely do that. But we'll come back. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk about Larry. Yes, Larry and and Joe in the in the camp and yeah. so yeah. much fun. So last year was my first year hunting with you guys. Thank you for bringing me in. Oh, you're kidding, dude! It was a pleasure to have you. Look, and looking forward in a few weeks. Few weeks. It's coming right up to, and you guys have been baiting. Well, we will be the first. We got everything sorted out. We have actually two uh, more bait sites this year, so it, it'll be twelve in total, which is okay. pretty rad. And uh, we went up, Larry, Joe, and I went, uh, Bear Bait Solutions, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, and got <laughs> a ton. I think we got like 16 or 18 drums of bait. And okay. guys, we got the good stuff, dude. We got caramel and, oh, mm, I want to mm, dive mm, in the barrel mm, and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are bear hunting legally, of course. Of course, of course. But, uh, you know, it would be. So last year was kind of a dumpy year. And Larry spot on it. I, I feel Larry's, uh, he's right with the. Um, so next, this year will be the hit home run year. It, it'll be a good year, dude. And, and again, it's like anything else, right? So it depends on like food in the forest, right? Last year, there was a ton of food for yes. them. So the, so the take in New Hampshire where we hunt was down. This year, because of the drought and no water, dude, like we were up, you know, weeks ago 
and the berries are already dropping. There's yeah. nothing in the woods. So, dude, it's going to be, be ready. game on. So we'll probably be en- emptying our primary weapons and possibly going secondary if, if push comes to show. You never know. <laughs> if I can get slick quick enough and I can scope up my 44 mag, I might just hunt with that. Dude, if you that would that's some dirty Harry shit right there. Yeah. It sounds like you've ran your phasers are no longer effective yet. Use photon torpedoes. <laughs> photon torpedoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, these are these For are sure. three to five hundred plus pound animals that can literally tear your heads off. That literally Wait, can climb the tree. When you say bear tree. hunting, you mean like bear bear hunting? Bear, like real black, black, black bear. bear yeah. Black yeah. bear is kind of gentle. No. Um, oh. Yeah. Yes and no. I guess they're gentle unless they get mad at you. The cubs uh, are. Unless unless it's good a mother with a cub. <laughs> Next time you see a cub, definitely just go up and see how gentle it is. And no, no, I, I have you knew. seen the the the, the uh, was it the uh, DiCaprio's movie? The, oh yeah, the yeah, Reverend. the Revenant. Yeah, the Revenant. I don't oh, God, see, I don't want to see that. That's a grizzly. I'm only teasing now, but I, I tell you know. one thing, they are, dude. They're delicious. <laughs> I don't know if you have ever eaten it, but it's it's bear black bear. Bear black bear phenomenal. It's not gamey or anything, dude. It's better than beef. Oh, yeah, it really no, is. it's like it's like venison. There's no cholesterol. The fat content is like nothing. It's it's beautiful, dude. I'd rather have, again. The plan is is like you know to not buy red meat, right? That's like the whole point of it. So between deer and bear, usually you can fill the freezer and not have yeah, to. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean, throw, this- throw a couple chickens in the backyard and you're in, dude. Yeah, I like that. I love chicken. You know what I mean? Posted. I love beef. Oh, it's right. good. It's good. It is yummy. Good stuff. But uh, so so G money. We're gonna, let's t- let's roll this out. We're, let's take we're it out. We're coming up on 54 minutes here. Sounds and, good. Um, hit the music. Dude, you know we don't hit the music, man. That's post-production, bro. Oh, I forgot <laughs> we'll all about that. put that in after. How many times <laughs> do you have to remind me of that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, listen. Lee Richards, thank you very much for coming in. My pleasure, man. This was great. And the, the, what, well, I had a blast. Hell of Absolutely. a cocktail with the salt. The salt Ooh. is the key. The key, dude. The salt is the key. Now you're an aristocrat. Yep. I'm, an, I'm an aristocrat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. G-Money, good seeing you again. You too, man. Very nice week to break. see you, brother. After good all to these see years. you again. So, and you, we're so, going to work together in the future. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. This is perfect that you guys now made the connection and you Woo! work on the record with the horns. Perfect. Come on, That's perfect. The Han. Uh-huh. All right. Awesome. So let's have another cocktail after we, uh, we will this, uh, stop button. All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Bamboozle dot busted. We are out. Last word, Lee. Yeah. Baker the Quaker. <laughs> See ya.